This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all. But it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Today is Monday, February 10th, 2020. On this day in 1992, Pro boxer Mike Tyson was found guilty of sexually assaulting beauty pageant contestant Desiree Washington. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today we're covering the deliberations and verdict in Mike Tyson's sexual assault trial. Let's go back to February 10th, 1992, shortly after noon in Indianapolis, Indiana. Twelve tired jurors filed into the back room. For the past 14 days, they'd listened to arguments about the alleged sexual assault. They'd heard the defendant, 25-year-old boxer Mike Tyson, claim that on July 19, 1991, he and 18-year-old beauty pageant contestant Desiree Washington had consensual sex in his hotel room. They'd also heard Washington describe the same encounter as rape. 55-year-old juror David Vale wasn't sure who to believe, but he could feel the weight of his responsibility. As he explained to the other jurors, we've got to make our decision, right or wrong. It's going to be very important because we're going to make a decision about somebody's life. And he took that duty seriously. As he later explained to the Indianapolis Monthly, he wasn't convinced that Tyson had done anything wrong, so he cast his vote not guilty. All the ballots were gathered, then counted. The result was an even split. Six votes for guilty, six for not guilty. Groans and sighs filled the room as the jurors realized they'd need to spend more time deliberating until they could come to a consensus. Vale wasn't surprised that his fellow jurors were restless. Their sequester had been anything but a vacation. They'd even had to evacuate their hotel when it had caught on fire during the trial. As he later explained, we were getting tired from being sequestered and staying away from our families for so long. Naturally, everyone was eager to finally go home, just as soon as they could determine a verdict. But that might take longer than Vale thought. The next vote, hours later, returned the exact same results. Six guilty, six innocent. They debated, they rehashed the evidence, By dinner time, they'd given up all hope of seeing their families that night. Vale, still unconvinced, hoped that they could sleep on the decision and reconvene the next day for more deliberations. He voiced his concerns to the other jurors, warning, 
we're rushing to judgment. But when the bailiff called the judge to ask for transport back to the hotel, the request was denied. It seemed the jurors weren't the only people who were anxious to get the trial over with. Even Judge Patricia Gifford wanted a ruling, and fast. The jury wasn't allowed to leave the courthouse until they reached one. Hours of conversation followed. The more Vale heard, the more convinced he became of Tyson's guilt. And when the jurors cast their vote again, just before 11 p.m., somehow, miraculously, the verdict was unanimous. 12 votes for guilty. In spite of all his protestations, Vale had rushed to judgment. He was sending the boxer to prison, and in time, he'd come to regret it. Up next, we'll discuss the rise and fall of boxer and convicted rapist Mike Tyson. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. Forget dark alleys and cemeteries. For some, the gym is the scariest place of all, but it doesn't have to be. With a personalized plan and expert coaching, Anytime Fitness can help make the gym less frightening. Get more for your gym membership than machines. Get personalized support anytime, anywhere. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. See website for details. Now, back to the story. On February 10, 1992, a jury deliberated for roughly nine hours on pro-boxer Mike Tyson's sexual assault case. Finally, just before 11 p.m., they gave their verdict, guilty. Tyson was considered one of the greatest athletes of his era. He made history in 1986 when the 20-year-old became the youngest heavyweight champion of all time. It was a title he successfully defended until 1990. His fame opened doors. He was even invited to a promotional event for the 1991 Miss Black America pageant. It was there that 25-year-old Tyson met 18-year-old contestant Desiree Washington and asked her on a date. They exchanged contact information, but didn't make any concrete plans. But that night, at 11.30 p.m., Washington's phone rang. It was Tyson, inviting her to join him in his hotel room. She agreed, dressed quickly, and ran outside where he was waiting in his limo. Only Tyson and Washington know for sure what happened after they arrived at his suite. Washington claimed that she tried to leave, but he refused to let her go. Instead, he raped her. Tyson maintained that they had consensual sex. The next day, Washington reported the assault to police, and Tyson went to trial on January 27, 1992. Thanks to his celebrity status and the salacious nature of the crime, Tyson's case was heavily publicized. This was due to numerous factors. Tyson's celebrity, discourse around the criminal justice system's racial bias, and feminist critiques of sexual assault and victim blaming. Tyson's rape hearings served as a preview for the media frenzy that broke out two years later around O.J. Simpson. 
By the time deliberations began on February 10, 1992, Tyson's jury was exhausted. When they learned they wouldn't be permitted to leave the courthouse without a decision, it took about nine hours for them to return a guilty verdict. Tyson was sentenced to 10 years in prison, of which he served three. But although the trial was over, the media coverage wasn't. In the weeks that followed the conviction and sentencing, the press uncovered new evidence. They identified several eyewitnesses who'd seen Tyson and Washington kissing prior to entering the hotel room, who'd never been called to the stand. The new revelations triggered new speculations and second thoughts. On March 25, 1995, 58-year-old juror David Vale publicly stated that he and half of the jury were no longer certain of Tyson's guilt. He explained, There's five of us that have reasonable doubt in hindsight, and I'm one of them. When we were in deliberation and were split six to six, I was convinced that he was guilty without a reasonable doubt, no question. What I heard after the trial, then there's reasonable doubt. In spite of Vale's and others' concerns, Tyson's conviction stood. But upon release, he found that Hollywood was surprisingly willing to forgive a convicted rapist. He built a career in the entertainment industry. He's appeared in blockbusters like The Hangover and HBO's hit series Entourage, and has established a fitness empire with a gym franchise and branded workout routines. In a deliberation room in 1991, David Vale urged jurors to recognize they were deciding a man's fate. And though he was found guilty, Tyson seemingly steered his destiny towards success anyway. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. To hear more stories like this, check out ParCast Original Sports Criminals. Today in True Crime is a ParCast Original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast Originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast Originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. At ParCast, we're grateful for you, our listeners. You allow us to do what we love. Let us know how we're doing. Reach out on Facebook and Instagram, at ParCast, and Twitter, at ParCast Network. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Carrie Murphy, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Angela Jorgensen, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson.